You're listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Detroit Red Wings are pleased to select from the Chilliwack Chiefs of the BC Hockey League, Dennis Chilowski. Detroit Red Wings select from Halifax of the Canadian Hockey League, Philip Zadina. Detroit Red Wings are proud to select from Drummondville, Joe Valeno. Through the middle, he's got the legs pumping. Good. Here comes Athanasiu, drags it back. Oh, Wait, oh, oh, yes, yes. And he'll get it! Beauty! By Andreas! Lark! Larkin's away! Play onside! Pesca! Welcome back to a prolonged, delayed live episode of Spinning the Wheels here on Sports Radio Detroit. Unfortunately, Lauren could not make it due to the holidays we're recording on Christmas Eve Eve. But as a bonus for myself personally and you, the listeners, Justin's here live. Goldie, man, how you doing, man? What's up? Um, I'm in town because I had to pick up a vehicle that I bought from one of my buddy's parents. So uh, just a special occasion. Uh, uh, occasion. Occasion, Jen, Jen, Jen. Um, so, uh, yeah, and this will be a semi-regular occurrence from now on if we switch, uh, since we're going to switch the, the the rotating schedule now. So, good call to let the listeners know this. By the way, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and fill in the blank on that one. Since we missed a week and pucking around is also being delayed a week due to the holidays, we're going to go ahead and flip the schedules. So, we will be on bi-weekly starting this week with spinning the wheels, and then on off weeks for spinning the wheels, it will be pucking around. Which allows Justin, of course, to be here more, which allows us to do more in-person episodes, which, just a personal note, is a lot easier to edit. It is just a much easier life for me. But uh, let's talk about the last three weeks, which, okay, so one of the benefits of us actually missing the episode last week is that we had a third week to talk about. Unfortunately, this is the Detroit Red Wings, so we have nothing new really to talk about. They went 3-6-2 and two since we last convened. Uh, which is, I mean, to be honest, it's to be expected with this team now. Like, that is more or less, the only real surprises I see on the schedule was the Toronto game, which was a nightmare via text with uh, Lauren, because she called a win in overtime. Uh, shout to you, Lauren. I know you're, you, you're, you won't listen to this, but uh, damn you for being right <laughs> and letting us know. Uh, but basically everything else kind of went as predicted, at least in my eyes. I mean, the Ottawa loss is a little bit of a mark. Uh, but, you know, you beat the Kings when you should have. You lost to Colorado when you should have. You lost to Philly in Philly, which you can't win in Philly and haven't since 1997 in regulation. 3-6-2 and two is pretty bad in, in what is a, a, a really weak part of the schedule. I mean, you've get, I mean, you've had a couple expected losses, like you said. Uh, Washington. Uh, Tampa. Wow. Ta- yeah, Washington, Tampa. You Tampa know, was a surprise. because Philly, you, you expected to lose there, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, this is a really, really... I mean, you should have at least gone 500 through this stretch. You played good teams, but you also played okay. bad teams. But since we don't have Lauren here to to cater, we can be a little bit more cynical. 
Are you are you sad that they lost six and two? Absolutely not. No. Okay. I was gonna say like absolutely. Th- this not. is one of those stretches where like I know that you quote unquote should have won and you want that they want to be better blah 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 but like I'm kind of okay with it. I'm a hundred percent okay with it. You see my Twitter tag, bro. I'm a hundred percent on that lose for Hughes train, dude. I like I was at a Christmas party yesterday and uh, I could have been at the Florida game, but I turned it on and I watched all the way through that loss. Like I'm okay with it. Eh, they played. They played a pretty decent game yesterday. They but weren't terrible. They, no, they weren't terrible. But uh, Luongo stood on his head, and you know, half the half of your quote unquote top six is injured. So you know, uh, what are you going to do? Wait, who's injured? You got Mantha out. You got Helm out, and then Athens. You didn't play that yesterday either. Wow, so. I uh, legitimately didn't notice. Um, no, but because okay, here's the here's I I say that because. The losses now are different than they were two years ago. So, like, two years ago, it was a case of this is a team that isn't accepting that they should be losing, and they're markedly worse than they think they are, and they're going to desperately, desperately, desperately try to keep it going no matter what. And that was the thought process. And now when I see losses and wins and stuff like that, it, it reads to me like okay, we're just a couple pieces away. Like, it, it's a different kind of loss. Like, I don't see a team uh, phoning it in because they're at the end of their careers or they're enjoying a huge contract and they don't really care and it's sort of just a phone in an effort. What I see now is uh, teams is a team that is, I mean, a, a couple of pieces away. Not to say that they're like one guy and they're going to win the cup, but I mean like they're a couple pieces in a couple years and like they're it's just a lack of talent now. You know what I mean? There's a difference between those two things. No, may I say that they're a Joe Valeno, a Jack Hughes and a Philip Zedino away. That's accurate. That that could be accurate. Could be. I mean cuz Valeno from what I've heard is tearing it up in the uh the Q, right? Absolutely destroying. Or the o. Absolutely destroying. He's got like thirty points in his last nine games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those stats aren't one hundred percent accurate, but it's something astronomically stupid, like you put up in a video game. Like that's how ridiculous this stats are. I can pull it up. I mean, okay, so this team, and I'll touch on what you just uh, mentioned. Uh, the the losses are becoming they're they're becoming more bearable um, because you know that the future is developing before your eyes. And the this is this is what you like to see. They're gonna have they're gonna have a couple good wins, and they're gonna get blown out by teams like Washington and Tampa Bay and Toronto. But you're still seeing guys improve. I mean, Athanasiu has been on a little cold streak, which I'm huge proponent of Athanasiu. I love him, but Larkin has been absolutely carrying this team, and. Nyquist having a career year surprise on uh, Valeno contract has 54 year. points in 28 years, 28 games. Yeah, but uh, he started with like he started at like a point a game almost, or just over a point a game, and then his go look at seriously look at his last uh, look at his last ten or his last eight or something. I can't. I can just have the I just have the season. He's playing in the QMJHL, so they don't exactly have unless you have like a a pay. Uh, like when you have a subscription to something. No, there's just a couple. There's a couple tweets. Like if you follow the Voltigeers, I think that's the team he's on. Mm-hmm. If you follow them, it'll. It, I don't know. I think, like I said, I heard it somewhere where, uh, like I said, there was a stat where he had like, it was it was it was astounding. So, 
I'll see if I can pull that up real quick. Yeah, you go ahead. I was going to say, you pull that up, and I'm curious because, yeah, no. It, who was in the contract year you were saying? I'm sorry. I was distracted. Nyquist. Nyquist. Oh, well, yeah. He, okay. So, yeah, let's, let's use that to segue. You go into uh, performance of the last week. It's a little bit of inside baseball for how we produce this show. I, I pull up the same two things every week. I pull up the schedule just to see what they've done. I mean, even though I watch the games. And then I pull up the uh, stat sheet, basically, just the stat sheet over the last three weeks because I don't really care about the season totals for every episode. I care about the season totals for the quarter pole, the half pole, trade deadline, end of season, basically. So just, you know, if you look at over the last three weeks, you see it's a tale of two rosters. You have at the top of the very tippy top of this roster, you have Larkin and Nyquist. Uh, both in double digits, Nyquist having five goals and five assists over his last 11 games, 10 points, plus five, uh, 35 shots, you know, 14% shooting percentage, averaging almost 20 minutes time on the ice. Great numbers. Even better somehow is Dylan Larkin over his last 11 games, five goals, eight assists, 13 points, plus one, 15 penalty minutes alarmingly, uh, 47 shots, uh, one game-winning goal, uh, and 22, 22 minutes time on ice. So you have, a, you have two players who are basically – openly doing all the work and they're just kind of okay with it and i and i'm okay with them doing it to be honest and then you go to literally the next line and it's a full four points down from nyquist to franz nielsen who has five goals one assist six points in 11 games and no one else has anything more than that Nike cromwell somehow has six points in his last 11 and then vanek has six points in his last 11 and then from there, it's just a sad, sad hodgepodge of players who either A, aren't playing in Athens to see you and Mantha, or B, just aren't that good in players like Jacob Delarose and Justin Ablicator, who both have the same stat line of one, two, three over their last 11 games. Um, <clears throat> and again, that reads to me like a roster that is turning the corner. And that's, I think, probably the focal point of this episode for me is... You know, let's 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 really look at this team from where are we headed as our 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 our, our goal for understanding what has happened over the last three weeks. So you you look at a three six and two record. Any luck on that Twitter yet, by the way? I'm still searching. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of people that post that have Valeno in their mentions. So oh, okay. Yeah. So he's, he's very difficult. To post. Okay, so you look at the last the last three weeks, right? Now, I look at this, I guess, from just I look at it from do I want to stick around in the downtimes because one of the common elements I've had in you know when people find out you have a podcast or they you know they, they, they they're like why are you watching this team it comes up a lot in in just my day-to-day experiences both at work with people who already know I have a show or you know with family where yesterday I had the game on like why are you watching it they're losing I'm like it's because of the way that they lose now. They don't lose. They don't get blown out a whole lot unless they're going to. You know, if Washington comes to town or you go to Washington, they're going to blow you out. But when they play, you know that that the, the those two games in that first week uh, after our last show of uh, first three games actually of Car- uh, Colorado, Tampa, and Toronto, you lost three games by a combined four goals, and that to me is what I'm going to be. <clears throat> hanging my hat on and sort of using as my crutch to decide what this team's future is because I think those were games that what you found something I found it 
Go ahead, because I, I can come back to this. Before the this whole World Junior Classic deal, he was up to 31 points in nine games. 3.44 points a game. Physically, how do you do that? Beast mode. Like, that's those are Gretzky numbers. Beast mode. I mean, he's not Gretzky. Obviously. Well, no, but um, those are, I mean, no matter what league you're playing in, those are, that's absolutely disgusting. To be fair, I'm going to curb, <laughs> I've watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm going to curb your enthusiasm a little bit. Thanks. Um, Kirk Maupi once scored 50 in juniors. Shut your mouth right now. Seriously. I know. So, oh, I already no, I know that, but sh- just shut up. I'm just we, we we have to just say we have to ta- we have to take positives in these rough times right now well, because I'm taking I was, that's what I was gonna say. I'm gonna take positives in those three games. None of honestly, and I'm 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 showing Justin my hands over the schedule. None of this part matters to me. It's those three games that I'm going off of: Colorado, Tampa, Toronto, because those were three games that they, you know, we. The the reason we have Lauren on the show is because she's exactly what we need to point out that you and me we we're like oh blow up blow up blow up, we're screwed and she's helping me to see that there is good on this team beyond Larkin and in in the top two three whatever and they are turning a corner and I think they they do have a roster and I I'm, I'm actually gained a lot of faith in Blashill because that that should have been a combined 10, 15 goal loss. Easily with the offensive prowess of those three teams, I mean, there's a combined 600 points on those rosters. Like, it, it should have been a, a, a walk in the park for all those teams in every case. Now, not to disparage your point because I remember these games, mm-hmm. but uh, Tampa Bay played a, a backup that game, so you were able to score some more goals. And Toronto, as Lauren mentioned, had Nylander coming back, which he's only got two points in the last seven games. So he's been seven million dollars a year. He's been crap since coming back. But they also played Sparks, not Anderson. So there might have been a reason that you were in a couple of those games that you shouldn't have been in. Being being, you know, crap goaltending on the other side. Fair being fair, previously we wouldn't have. Backup goalie or not. Because I think if you go to two if you play those that same stretch of three games in two thousand sixteen Maybe not Colorado, but you know, a, a team a sub in whoever the Colorado 2016 was, Nashville. Say Nashville, Tampa, Toronto, and Toronto was that good in 16 too. That that's like a five to one, six to two, four to one set of games. Like it, I don't think this team is as bad as I normally think they are, or as I my default setting is for how bad they are. Just based on I I, I keep forgetting they have. Offensive capability, they do, which is something they haven't had before. When they had "quote unquote" better players, you know, when Hank was around, oh, good old Z, like you, you didn't. You just had more boring to watch team. Right. Well, and and Larkin has really stepped it up in Z's absence. Like this dude is literally carrying the offense. Like whether they win or lose, Larkin it has been involved. He's on a ten game point streak. Well. I don't know if they gave him an assist on that goal last night to Vanek, which they didn't at first, but they may have. But he's on a 10-game point streak, and he's literally involved in almost every goal this team scores. It's unreal. Yeah, he's, uh, he's involved in, like, every play. It, he's, I mean, he's just he's developing absolutely the way that everybody expected him to. I mean, I'm not going to call him a superstar yet, but he's almost, he's almost at a point a game, and for... Let me tell you this: that contract that they signed him to is looking better and better every day. Literally every day. And and and, and real quick, 
I think he's setting up into not physically. It's important for my point, but I think uh, role wise, he's setting up to be in that Shanahan role of the guy that you forget about. Like once we get one, once we get our superstar, whoever it's going to be, he's going to be Larkin's going to be the guy who's putting up sixty five to eighty five points a year, but he's not the Eisenman of the Federoff. I don't think he will be. He might be the captain, but I don't think he's going to be that guy. I think he's going to be 65, 85 a year, give or take. He's got 34 and 37 right now. Which is incredible on this team. Yeah, it is. I mean, he's playing with Nyquist, who's a who's on a contract year, so admittedly he's playing better, but his literally his other winger, winger is a freaking pylon. Yeah, I actually don't know who his other winger is. I, I, right now, I don't either. Because they've mean, been rotating it. But even when... You know, even when it's Mantha and Helm, I mean, you've still got one pylon beside you. But I'm setting up for what I'm saying is he's setting up for that role of like the third the guy, but never. I don't think he has enough talent to be. Oh, he's never a hundred point a year guy. No, he's never going to be a McDavid or no. But I think he could be. You know, you go to like Tampa. He's not Kucher Stammer. He's uh, what's his name? Uh, He's Zetterberg, not Datsuk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I mean, I know they were in tandem, but Datsuk was always, you know, as far as the, the the skill aspect of the game, Datsuk was always markedly better than Zetterberg. Well, I was going to say he's like Tyler Johnson in his prime, the third guy to Cooch and Stammer. Or, you know. He's the second guy. You think he'll be the second? I, I think he's the second guy. See, yeah, I, so I think if, like, if you go to like Toronto, he's the Marner to uh, Tavares and uh, Matthews. I think he's the third guy. I think that's where his skills are. This team's never going to have enough talent for him to be the third I guy. I think he could. I think we could. That's what I'm saying. I think we could. I think we're close. I think one superstar will activate the Villano and the Zadina era. Right. So, Lucer Hughes. Yeah. I think, but I think Hughes puts Lark. If Hughes is what he says he's going to be, is what he's supposed to be, I think it automatically sets you up to have a big three and probably the best big three for the future. Oh yeah. Well, I wouldn't say the best, but a pretty good. I mean, they'll be in playoff contention for a while if everything continues to go well. Because you got to remember, you need a defenseman. To be honest, you again, you got to remember Zadina is still in the AHL and he's doing okay. I think, but you know, we you've got a lot of pieces that have to come together. But from watching these guys play and seeing everything that I've seen, it looks like Zadina, at least Zadina and more than likely Valeno are going to be real good NHLers. If I may stop the love fest for a moment, because we are running already almost 20 minutes. Um, there is one concern about this team. You know, I can sit here and say it looks positive over the last three weeks. It looks positive over the whole season, to be honest. They're not in a bad spot. <clears throat> but the thing that concerns me more than anything right now is def- defense. And not defense the way they're playing, but defense the the overall future. Uh, I think Chalowski's a competent player, but I think much like our current points over the last three weeks, it's a steep drop off after Chalowski. Like I think it's Chalowski is the only bright spot for the future, and then end because everyone else is thirty five years old with a no move clause and a six million dollar contract. I don't think the Kaiser is long for this world. Long for this NHL. I think once his contract's done, if they if they re-sign him, I 
will have a severe problem doing this show. Uh, I think Erickson is to the point where it is a joke now. I think Erickson is literally a joke of a, of a player. I think he's probably bottom 10 defenseman in the league in terms of, not in terms of statistical output, but in terms of performance. There is so many, you know, I, 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 I uh, you saw it last night. I, I do a... Erickson's got two goals in the past I don't care. 11 I don't, games, I don't care what and his he's stats only are. minus one, bro. I don't care what his stats are. I, I, I'm going off performance. <laughs> and... You know, you saw me last night. We were hanging out around midnight, and my my I checked my uh, Facebook on this day, and I was reminded of a game we used to play with Brendan Smith, the giveaway game. Jonathan Erickson is that guy now, and he's that guy by far. And if you want to, you know, listen, if you want to have fun, by the way, anytime the puck goes low on our end, you know, specifically below the goal line, and Erickson has more than thirty feet to work with, he blindly passes it. He does not usually look where he's going. It, 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 this works in one of two places, either behind his own net or uh, near his own blue line when the puck is going towards his net. So if he's up against the boards and he's got to you know, pass it around, he passes it around without looking. And he gives it away three out of every five times. Like, that's a problem. That's, I think, our if we had to have, a, if I had to say there's a problem with this team, it's that. I mean, three out of every five times is strong. These, I mean, these are NHL players. Sixty percent of the time, he's giving it away. That's strong. No, I, I, I don't think it's as excessive as you're saying. It might be, tw- it may be, might be forty percent. I don't I, think it's. I 60. counted, I counted one game. It was literally six out of ten opportunities. And by the way, listener, I'm not defending Jonathan Erickson. I know. You're I not. just, it, it's, I, yeah. I mean, there's nothing we can do at this point. I mean, he, he is what he is. When does that contract end? By the way, mm, I don't. Hold on. I'll look. I'll, I'll I'll look into it. Just pull it up on Cat Friendly. You'll you'll have it instantly. You'll have all the contracts. Actually, you'll have all the defensive contracts because that's a concern to me. You have got like because if you had if somebody said, "Oh, who's your defenseman? What's your defense look like?" You can just say Chalowski. And that's that's it, man. Because there is no one after him. There is no next guy who's under thirty five who has the ability to turn it on and be a great player. I, I don't think it exists. What, you found it? Two more years of Erickson. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that was such a sad-looking face, and I should have just left it at that, knowing that you were going to... That that's what it was. <laughs> uh, two more years. Well, what about the Kaiser? Uh, it doesn't show to... Oh, because he's on injured reserve. Okay, uh, four. Four more? It says years remaining. I don't know if they're counting this year. They're counting this year. Okay, so, so three. So then we still have next year to deal with Erickson then. Okay. Because yeah, okay, that makes sense. Because Cromwell, Chris Cromwell's last year, right? This is yeah. This is his. Uh, yeah, this is last year. Hopefully. What is he? Thirty-seven. Uh, I think he's thirty-eight. No, he's thirty-seven. But I think he'll be thirty-eight by the time the season ends. I think. I how think. About, how about Daly? Uh, we're stuck with him next year too, unless they trade him. He's thirty-five. Two, but two years remaining. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then that's that's all I care about because I think Jensen's serviceable. Jensen's probably a perfectly fine number six guy. See, I think Jensen is 2018-19 Brendan Smith. You think so? you think he's I, that bad? I don't think he gives the puck away as much, but he just he doesn't really move the needle for me that much, dude. He's just well, Brendan Smith is a perfectly serviceable number six. That's my point. Like Brennan Smith, if Brennan yeah, Smith, that's what that's what Nick Jensen is. Yeah, that's that, fine. I'm okay that's with what that. I'm saying it's but you, but the thing is, is okay. He's so, right-handed, 2018, 
Brendan Smith. But I look to the future of this team, right? So two years from now, you're going to have DeKaiser still with another year. DeKaiser's okay. He's, he's not. I mean, he's serviceable number five. Serviceable he's, number he's, five. He's a. You're, you're, he's, you're, you're, he's a you're, number four. To, he's a four through six. Yeah, your third pairing is DeKaiser Jensen. I'm not faulting you for it. That's fine. But you have Chalowski is your top guy for sure at that point. Probably putting up 45, 50 points a year. And I don't see much future past that. That's the part that scares me the most. Like, we can sit here and talk about, oh, they need a superstar. Oh, they need a superstar. But all you have right now on the back end is a top-flight guy, for sure. Chalowski, I will say, is a top-flight guy. You have a bottom-pairing defense. You have a backup goalie pass this year. And that's it. That's the part that we as fans and as you know, analyzers of this team should be most scared about and talking most about. I think I'd like to get Lauren's opinion on next time we do. Talking about the defense. Defense and goalie. We don't have, we have, and I I talked about this last time we did a show, which I know was forever ago, so you might not remember, but we don't draft goalies very well. And we're, trust the process. And we don't build defenses very well. We, we, we get lucky. We, we got Lidstrom and then you don't need anyone else really. So everyone else will just play around him. No, you didn't need anybody else, but you still ended up with some superior All defensemen. All signed. Yeah. Cromwell, don't ever tell me Cromwell was, was, was a great player because he just happened to play next to Lidstrom. I never thought Cromwell was great. No, I don't think anybody would ever tell you he was great. He's still serviceable. Listen to the broadcast. Uh, <laughs> he, was, he was always a second pair at best, I think, defenseman. But after that, they did. They they never built defense as well. They just acquired defenses. Like if you look at their best years, it was always Lidstrom and Murphy, Lidstrom and Rafalski, Lidstrom and Schneider. Because it doesn't matter who these, who else is there. Because you have Lidstrom. Yeah. And if you don't have Lidstrom, what is that team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's a scary thought. That's what I'm saying. Like that's the part we always forget about those teams. Is like. Lidstrom made that work. Lidstrom makes your offensive prowess work because he also made sure you didn't score. Or you didn't get scored on, I should say. Oh, and put up 60 to 80 and points a year. And put up 60 year. to 80 points a year, exactly. Yeah. Like, he did both. And I think unless Chalowski starts panning out that way, which, I mean, it looks like he could. He's not going to be a Lidstrom. But well, nobody will ever be another Lidstrom. No, Lidstrom, Lidstrom will, is I'm, literally it, better than... And, and don't give me any arguments of Orr was the best defensive of all time. You're flat out wrong. Orr was a forward show. Orr was literally a winger in disguise. Um, but, <clears throat> but he looks like he could be in the vein of like a, like a headman. I mean, he's not, he doesn't have as much body as headman, I suppose, but that style of play, like headman's not always a bruiser, even though he can be, you know what I mean? Uh, okay. I'll give you that. Cause he doesn't have, I mean, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the tools that like a Carlson has or no. You know, or like a Brett Burns or whatever. No, he's and, not a forward. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, he doesn't have the offensive tools, but he could definitely be a. I, I, I think it's better. He could be I, a Subban, but he's not as fiery. No, because Subban is like. Subban is also a forward. Okay. I mean, essentially. I yeah. mean. Uh, he could be Dowdy. He could be, he could be a Dowdy. Yeah. He, yeah. He, 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 could, he could be a Dowdy with less mean streak. Well, yeah, Dowdy's a. But I don't, I don't, real like, quick, just as a side like, note. Like a Dowdy or a Weber without the mean streak slash slap shot. As like a side note to a, this conversation, a 45 I don't to 50 feel, point guy. I don't blame Dowdy for this season as a side note. Well, no. Because they're like, oh my God, he's fighting more. He's getting in trouble more. 
Yeah, his team is he's garbage. Pissed, he's pissed off. Yeah. yeah he's pissed he's, off. He is a, a perennial top three defenseman in this league, and he basically knows he's never going to win another Norris now. Like, because it doesn't matter what you do if your team's in last place. You're never going to be a Norris winning defenseman ever again. Yeah, I mean, you can only do so much. And I, I, I get the feeling, based on Dowdy's reaction, that he's not a money player. He would prefer to win and win trophies than make money. Well... Because he only makes eight a year, he he signed his own contract. No, he's got, no, he's a, his cap hit is eleven now. I thought it was I'm eight eight eight. Sure, no, it's um, eight 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 over eleven years. I thought eleven years. Yeah, because he's twenty nine, twenty eight or twenty nine. He's not that old. <clears throat> but anyways, while you're looking that up, I, I think Chalowski could be in that vein. Now the question is, is what happens when these players go away? Because I don't know that this team can draft defense, and that is truly my concern going forward. Um, oh, no, it's definitely an 11 million hit. Is it 11? Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, so 11, 11 million. It, yeah, it doesn't even. Yeah, here, I'll click on it. Uh, 11 million until. 26, 27? Till 26, 27, yeah. So it's, so it, so 11, it's mil, 11 million, 88 million. Because so yeah, uh, I knew the number was eight was involved a bunch because he likes the number eight. Yeah, 88 million uh, is the total contract. Over eight years, okay. Yeah. So he's still 11 million. He likes money, but he's not. My point is. But I'm sure he's regretting it now. If he liked money, he could have gone to New York. He could have gone to Arizona. He could have gone to Florida and been a god. He chose to stay in L.A. because he probably loves that team. And he probably wants to build them. And I don't blame him for his frustrations this year because that team is garbage. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, back sidetrack over. Yeah. Uh, defense but, yeah, on this team let, sucks. Let's wrap it up. Like, let's wrap up with that. Like, what do you? What can they do to fix this problem in the future? In your opinion, is it? Is it just simply the the Red Wings way of patchwork fill in behind your ace, or do you think they have to, as they've done with the rest of this roster, build? The right way, not the Red Wings way. And can they do that? I think that I think that if they don't hit the lottery this year, they're going to go with the best defenseman available. That's what I think. You think? I think so. Better than a forward. I mean, if there's a highly touted defense prospect, which I haven't really been paying attention to, because this is supposed to be a really strong draft for forwards. Um, but I, I would imagine that if they don't hit the lottery and they're outside the top five, they're taking a defenseman. Okay. That's unless somebody drops in their lap, lap like like Zidano, like Zidano did last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you they know? didn't plan on drafting. No, right? No, they didn't. They they said I actually read an article recently. I don't remember who it was by. Sorry, I can't quote you. Credit you. Um, they I guess they were going to draft Evan Bouchard if Zidano wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So, but since Zidano was there, you have to. Right. I mean, if you get a somebody who's billed as an elite goal scorer, you I mean you have to take him. So fair enough. Let's uh, jump into these next few games before we record, and then we'll get out of here because we've already done a half an hour. Uh, today, uh, which a game you won't probably won't see, I'm guessing. <clears throat> I'll probably watch it. You, you'll get to see that? I'll probably try to get catch some of it or most, or half of it at okay. least. They so. will be in Toronto. Today is December 23rd at 7.30 p.m. Then we have a three-day Christmas break, and then on Thursday, you're in Pittsburgh at 7 p.m., uh, Sat, Sat Thursday twenty seventh, Saturday the 29th, You're in Dallas at eight p.m. Uh, and then Monday the thirty first, home against Florida. And then I have to load the January schedule. Uh, Wednesday the second, home against Calgary. Friday the fourth, 
home against Nashville at 7.30. Thursday's game is at 7. Or Wednesday's game is at 7, sorry. And then uh, Sunday the 6th, which will be our next episode, uh, they're playing Washington at 5 p.m. I'm going to say... Ooh, this is a tough schedule. It is. Uh, I'm, I'm going to work backwards and get a number. Okay, one, oh, two. Oh, two and one. Oh, two and one. One, three, one, one, two, two, one, two, two. I'm gonna say one, four, and two. Ouch! Seven games. Yeah. Ouch! So I think the only win is gonna be Florida. Uh, I'm gonna go loss against Toronto mm-hmm. for because obvious um, comeback. Uh, overtime loss to Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh hasn't been great this year. Oh, one and one. Dallas. Um, at da- uh, I'm gonna go loss at Dallas. Oh two and one. Uh, I think they're gonna be mad about yesterday, and they're gonna beat Florida. One two and one. I think they're gonna. Oh, they're definitely gonna lose to Calgary. Calgary's the second place team right now, quietly. One three and one. Uh, Nashville's really good. One so. four and one. And Washington. Yeah, no, that's a loss. Washington. One five and one. So one four yeah. and two. One five and one. Same thing. Yeah. Like this team. I'm sorry for listeners who want you know optimistic, positive outlooks and so on and so forth, but this. That's just what they are. I mean, half of your top six is out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, top six forwards. Yeah, and, when they come back, those teams are I mean, too good. And, and, I mean, yeah, Mike Green's been injured for the past week or two, so the defense has been suffering a little bit. I've been waiting for I've been waiting for Ronick to, uh, to, to kind of step in and do what he's been doing because the dude's at almost a point of game in, in the AHL, uh, Ronick. So, like... He's literally done all he, all he can at the AHL level, and it's about and, and at this point with with Ronick, it's about getting him to just be able to play at the NHL level. And sometimes these sometimes these things don't pan out. I mean, I'm not going to give up on Ronick yet, but the difference between Ronick and Green, as far as the, on the back end and puck movement and generating huge. offense, is ridiculous right now. It's so huge. So at this current rate, rate with all the injuries that we have. Yeah, it's it's hard to predict very many wins here. And again, I'm good with it because I'm on that lose for Hughes bandwagon. Let's go. You have a long way to lose though, because last place is a long way down. And I think it's a testament to what. Yeah, but the the last place team hasn't exactly won the lottery in the in the past few years here. You're right. So you know. Uh, but I also think real quick, just as a last note before we wrap up, I I do think it is a note on Hicketts as a player that when Green went down, he was not called up. I think his development has stalled. I mean, wouldn't you be upset? I mean, yeah. this dude. This dude is. This, Hicketts had been. He he's an undersized defenseman. He went undrafted. He got a contract, or he uh, he signed. He signed. Yeah, he signed uh, as a free agent with the Red Wings. Absolutely dominated the his. I think it was a WHL when he mm. was there, and then came in, had a good year in Grand Rapids. Came up for the last ten games of last year or whatever. And had a pretty good run, or last few, anyways, had a pretty good run, and then still being passed up. So uh, it's probably getting to him at this point. Yeah, but I, I, I was gonna say I think that they probably see something that we don't because uh, no, they they probably do. I mean, he's yeah. he's a very small defenseman. I mean, and small defensemen can make a a living in this league. Look at Ryan uh, Ryan Ellis, but um, I yeah, it's tough, man. It's just it's hard to say. I haven't looked at his numbers this year, but I just think it, it, it was a testament to the fact that he's probably not to Ronick's ability. 
Unless it's just handedness, because I know Hicks is a lefty and Ronick is a righty. You know this team doesn't care about handedness. Yeah, you're right. I'm just saying they might yeah. have. They might have. On defense, it matters more. You want a right hand shot at the right point, kind of I, thing. I don't disagree with that, but they, it's it, look 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 back at this team for the past few years. They don't care. I mean, they've got they've got like a thousand lefties and one righty on the roster. That's I mean, true. I mean, for the past, it's been that way for the past ten years. You're basically. not wrong. You're not wrong. So, <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. I want to ask because I do every week. Subscribe to subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, we are under SRD Hockey. You, if you're not in iTunes, you can check us out on TuneIn Radio, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and Facebook, all under the banner of SRD Hockey. Follow it, share it, tell your friends. You can follow the brand on Twitter at Sports Radio DET, our show at STW underscore SRD. You can follow me on Twitter at JM Pinkham. You can follow Justin on Twitter at GoalieManSRD. Check out our website at SportsRadioDetroit.com. Thank you, and we'll see you guys in the new year. This has been an SRD production.